Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 632. Time is of the essence. If you have a dream or desire to do something, I, I say do it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Malcolm Hogan. Hey, Malcolm, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Got my harness on. I'm, I'm ready. Cool, cool. I hope we don't need that, so I'll try to keep the car on the road. Malcolm Hogan is the publisher of Automotive Addicts and a consulting internet marketing manager for a large software firm. Malcolm's passion for cars roots back to his childhood. Since then, the passion has grown into a love he shares in his latest work, which can be found in many automotive publications, including his very own AutomotiveAddicts.com website and the drive section of the Florida Times Union, Northeast Florida's highest circulated newspaper. Malcolm is also the founder of the monthly Automotive Addicts Cars and Coffee event in Jacksonville, Florida, one of the largest venues of its types on the East Coast of the United States. Malcolm, I've told our listeners just a little bit about how much fun you're having with cars, but would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure, Mark, and I appreciate you having me on the show. And I come from a Navy family. We uh, moved around quite a bit, originally from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think my passion back then is... It started in the cars, I guess, with Matchbox cars and, you know, as a kid and, you know, from there just grew into something much larger and, you know, kind of took me took me off guard for a moment, you know, and <laughs> going to school and stuff. But uh, I originally, you know, wanted to, to go to school for, for like um, automotive design. That was my whole, you know, plan. Oh, OK, course, yeah. Plans never work out the way you expect them to. So sometimes it, they don't, do they? Yeah, the the Lord had a different plan for me, but <laughs> but it worked out just fine, you know. And I, I went to school for computer science, you know, ended up you know getting out of there and um, just pursuing my career, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and stuff like that, and then sure. kind of you know stumbled upon you know doing a um, automotive site and grew from there and turned into something viable I could actually make money off of, you know. I yeah. Never never dreamed of the day I could, you know, do something I like and actually get paid for it. You know, surprise, it like- surprise. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell us just a little bit before I get into the questions here about automotive addicts. What exactly are you doing there? Why is that a website that our listeners who love cars want to go to and check it out? 
Yeah, I started Automotivetics back in 2004, so it's you know, a little over 12 years old at this point. At the time, it was a hobby site and was um, starting to you know, look into computer science and getting into the computer world. And I was like, you know, I can probably create a site on my own. So I just learned the coding myself and, you know, just created this the site. And it's like, you know, I'll just do a car blog, basically, at the time. Uh-huh. And car yeah. blogs were starting to become popular. And it's like, I'll just write about cars. You know, it's what I know and what I love to do. And, and after the years passed by, it kind of, you know, kind of grew, I guess, stale in a sense. But then, uh, you know, like I said before, I discovered I could actually do some more with this and, you know, make it a sort of a career for myself since I the, the uh, automotive design aspect didn't pan out that well for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, it had, you know, something I could call my own and my passion, you know, I could share in, in my work every day. And it, it grew from there, you know, out of a hobby site into something that's, you know, recognized around the world. And, of course, it's not a auto blog by any sense or, you know, car and driver and those sources like that but well they've got a few more people working for them <laughs> oh absolutely they, they do <laughs> quite a few yeah quite a few but at the time you know i was like i able to hire a couple writers and stuff like that and doing pretty well but to the years passed by you know i kind of scaled down and focused on what really mattered with the car reviews you know i get different cars every week to review and that's a nice thing you know to see what the automotive industry is doing and you know the sure. technology surrounding is just amazing i mean yeah, cars can basically drive themselves well they, they can drive themselves <laughs> I know it's it's really incredible. We're going through this this revolution here, not only with technology and computers, and it really is, in my mind, a new industrial revolution is what's happening because the things people can do, like what you started even twelve years ago online, and what I'm doing here. Here we are talking. You're in Florida. I'm in the state of Washington. We're talking like we're sitting at the same table, talking about cars. Can put this show, Cars Yeah podcast, out there to. People all over the world. I've got listeners in 80 countries, and it just blows me away sometimes. Absolutely. Wow, this is so cool. So, yeah, us car guys can reach out and touch a lot of different people. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as we go through the questions here. But as we start on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah. So, Malcolm, take the wheel. Sure, Mark. My quote is... Kind of simple in, 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 in itself, but um, it's basically time is of the essence. Hmm. If you have a dream or a desire to do something, I, I say do it. Don't wait till it's convenient. You know, work work towards it now. Yeah. You know, make each doubt, make each day count because you know tomorrow's not promised ultimately. And no, no, absolutely. You know, and this is such an important thing. And, and I hear it and I see it over and over again. Is if you have something you want to do, you need to start it today. You st- need to start it now. It's like, what's the best time to plant a tree? Last year, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think that that quote is probably a little more eloquent than the way I said it. That's exactly what you did. You just kind of launched into it and it grew and grew and built and and people started following you. And all of a sudden you got this nice little business going and that opened some doors to all sorts of other opportunities. I mean, to hear that you get to, I guess you drive press cars, you get press cars that you get to drive and and review. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. So uh, when you wake up in the morning and, you know, Porsche, Mercedes, BMW, whoever brings you a new car or driveway and you go, oh. I think I'll drive that today. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I think I need to get into that gig here at Cars. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sounds pretty nice. Well, would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Just like me, I played with Matchbox when I was a kid. I'm a little older than you, so I had the old Matchbox <laughs> by Lesney versus the Hot Wheels, but I had uh, those too. Can you tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you really realized that you were a car guy? Sure. Yeah, I guess a lot of that comes from my father. You know, he was in the Navy, a Navy guy, and made it to the pinnacle of his career in, in the Navy and for 22 years. Wow. Well, I appreciate his service. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But um, 
he liked Pontiacs at the time, I guess. He bought a old Pontiac Le Mans and um, later on a Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Not not that they were stellar cars, of course. I mean, you you know the deal with those old ones. I think the the Grand Prix was a '78. Okay, nothing to jump up and down about, but still, I, I think me as when he had it for a while, me as a kid, and you know, well, me being a baby, and then a, then a kid, I could recognize what the car was. It's like well, I'm kind of intrigued with this whole automotive thing is, you know, and four wheels, and you know, he liked to drive a little spiritly and. Have a little fun with the cars, even though they weren't sports cars, of course, by any stretch of the imagination. But sure. you know, we had our little bit of fun, and I think the passion grew from there. You know, just tinkering around with cars with my father and change out brake pads, rotors, and stuff like that. Just, I mean, some of the simple stuff. You know, oil changes at home. You know, that that stuff really stuck with me. And yeah. not that I'm a grease monkey by any chance, by any means. It's just something that stuck with me and grew into a passion. And you know, when I was my modern life has afforded me to purchase vehicles now and enjoy them with the press cars that I get and stuff like that. So I can really, really respect that, you know, upbringing from my father and him teaching me the ropes, you know, the yeah. basic fundamentals of automobile. And we're living in the automotive golden age now, and we have all kinds of, you know, stuff at our disposal if you can afford it. But like I said, I get to, you know, enjoy the press cars and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I get a taste of it, you know, without, you know, breaking my bank account. Exactly. No, it's really fun. Plus, you get to share your experiences with your readers so that they can learn a little different perspective because these uh, automotive companies, all their advertising, of course, is a little bit slighted towards their cars, which is oh, yeah. is understandable. And, and even a lot of the publications these days in print seem to be a little bit, uh, well, less critical, I guess, is what I I tend to see sometimes. It's like, come on, tell me what you don't like about the car. <laughs> Be really honest about it. But I get it. They've, they've got paid advertisers. They've got to walk a thin line, so it's kind of a difficult thing. Sounds like a fun childhood to me. Well, what I want to do now, Malcolm, is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you face along the way in your career. The most important part of this question has to do with what it taught you what you learned from it so that you can move forward and overcome that situation. So take us to that painful time, walk us through it. We all go through them <laughs> and then tell us uh, how, how it worked out for you. Sure, Mark. I, and like I said, during my career, I, you know, was climbing that corporate ladder and I landed a job with Bank of America for a while and it was a great, great job, you know, and I wanted to kind of spread my wings with the uh, computer science and, you know, and going to school with, with that. And um, at the time I, I, uh, was working with these like subprime loans, I believe it was, and, oh. and uh, yeah, it's weird time in the economy. And actually, going for a job interview for a uh, IT position, mm-hmm. you know, something I was really working towards. It's like, man, I'm, I'm finally gonna make it in life, you know, with my career. And you know, had the uh, interview scheduled, but the day before the interview, the company announced that the accounts I was working with were going to another company. Oh. So th- this stirred me up, and you know, I was you know struggling to see what was gonna happen with my interview, and right, you know. Lo and behold, uh, it was forfeited, and I, I never got to get my interview, and I had to go with the other company to another subprime company. And, oh, gosh. You know, that yeah. was a downtime in, in, in my career, and you know, I didn't know where it was going to lead to. And and eventually, I found my way and you know, landed another job just to hold me over for a while, and that's when I sparked my website a few years later, and I started Automotive Addicts, and, and from there, finally found something I could grasp onto and call my own. And my career blossomed in the automotive industry instead of working for a corporate America. Banking yeah. industry. Well, that was such a tough time for so many people. What was your, or what is your takeaway for those folks out there that might be experiencing summer things? What did that teach you if you could look back and knew what was coming what would you have maybe done differently or what did it help you understand that you can move forward and try something new? 
Sure. It, you know, a lot of discouragement. I, I say to people, you know, when you're down and out and discouraged, you know, just remember that that's not going to always be there. There's there's light at the end of the tunnel and everything. And that's the way I take life as an approach life. Uh, in, my, in my faith, you know, God doesn't send you through a obstacle and leave you in that obstacle. You know, there mm-hmm. is some something that comes out of the other end of it. Things will eventually get better. <laughs> Have a, a sunny disposition and a positive outlook on life. There you go. And I'll, yeah, I always feel like there's a, there is a hope there and there is a chance there and you just have to keep moving, keep moving your feet, keep looking forward, keep your head up. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those enlightening times in your career where you go, ah, that's the path I need uh-huh. to go down. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Sure, Mark. And that comes off spinning off of my website and, you know, running that for several years. And, you know, I kind of wanted something more in it. And, uh, y- you've heard about the phenomenon of cars and coffee shows around, oh, around the yeah, world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, caffeine and octane shows like the one in Atlanta. They have thousand cars or so. But I was always intrigued by car shows. I used, when I got my, um, BMW M3 and one of my proudest cars is, is for purchasing it. I started a lot of BMW meets, invited guys to Jacksonville from Orlando and other areas and stuff like that. And we met up and went on little cruises and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, why don't I start a car show with all types of cars? Cause I, I like all types of cars, not, not just one particular brand or type of vehicle, but why don't I start something else? Did a little research on the internet. I was like, you know, there's these cars and coffee events around the country. It's like, why? Why can't I start one like that? And got it with some of my buddies, and you know, we went ahead and posted it online, and from there, it just molded into a, a little gathering at one of our um, shopping centers here locally. And from there, we just found the actual location we could call home, somebody that would work with us, and let us utilize their property. And from there, it just grew into a huge cars and coffee show that today I'm I could uh, be very proud to say it's 700 plus cars. Oh that come yeah, every yeah. month. It's incredible. I looked, I went through your website and saw that uh, the company I was involved in before I was doing cars, yeah, was Grio's Garage, and we created a caffeine and gasoline i actually trademarked that oh yeah that term caffeine and gasoline and we would have monthly car shows and so for people that want to start something like this in their area where it doesn't exist what's a maybe a quick couple recommendations you would make to them if they want to start their own cars and coffee because i know cars and coffee is a trademark phrase it's something you can't yeah. really use you've got to come up right. with your own term so i right. get that but Other than the name of an event, what are some things that you might share that if you knew them before you did your event that would make things (laughs) a little easier? Yeah, I, I was trying to say be as original as possible and don't be too advantageous and, you know, jumping into it, into there and thinking you're going to have, you know, all these cars show up on the first time and don't get discouraged in it because it's a hard thing to do as far as getting car guys together in one spot. And a lot of these guys, they, they treasure their, their vehicles and they hardly take them out. Some of them, unfortunately. I know. But, What's know, with that? Jeez. Yeah. It's like, it's like pulling, you know, you got to pull their arm and get out of their garage and, you know, bring their car out. But, uh, yeah. I'd say, so people just take it slow, meet some folks around that industry, and make sure you clear it with property managers, <laughs> yes. get your own insurance, <laughs> stuff like that. There's a lot of details that people don't realize that go into events like this. And, and also the naming, get something original, you know, just don't call it cars and coffee, of course. Right. You know, with, with us, we have the automotive addicts, and it's basically just an automotive addicts car show, yeah. um, people call it. But yeah, it's just off the premises of cars and coffee that goes on around the world. There's plenty of these events. You know, take it, take it slow and... Yeah, take it slow, let it build, and it will build if you do Absolutely. it right. And, you know, you, you mentioned an important word, insurance, because yes. if you formulate something like this yourself and something happens, guess who they're going to come and talk to? It's going <laughs> to yep. be Got you. It. So, yeah, talk to yeah. an insurance company 
And again, you're right. The property owners, if you're going to have it somewhere, get all full clearance. Make sure they're aware of what's going to happen because a lot of these shopping centers at first love Mm -hmm. it because you bring people in early. So these coffee shops and restaurants get some nice traffic they'd never had before. But when it grows into an event the size you have, that opens up a whole other world of challenges, especially for the property owner. Um, and then, of course, people that are misbehaving, driving too fast, cause accidents. We all <laughs> see those things on YouTube. Oh, yes. Please don't do burnouts away from my <laughs> event. Yes. I don't want to see you hurt or anybody else hurt. So, uh, yeah, great advice there. Well, let's talk a little bit about a Prodder's career moment. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? Sure, yeah. I mean, besides the, the automotive world, I, I also consult with a software company, and it's worked hand-in-hand hand with me. I, I can say that in, in life with um, you know going to school for computer science and learning the ins and outs of um, what internet marketing and stuff like that. But I um, I do a lot of work for a software firm, and you know that's afforded me to do a lot of things in life in the automotive world also. That's, that's a pretty proud career moment I have is, is doing stuff online and I'm able to work out of my own office and nice. it's a blessing that I'm able to balance both and have a stable career something I really enjoy doing and also on the other hand I, I learned from the software aspect in internet marketing and I can apply that to my automotive side as well. Right. You know, I think this is an interesting aspect for folks out there that wish they were working in the automotive field. There's a way to break in and this what you've done here, Malcolm, is a great example of that. Take a career in computer sciences, technology that maybe doesn't have anything to do with cars, but then apply right. it over to what your interest is. And I've had many guests on the show that have done exactly that. Very nice. Well, let's have a little more fun here. Let's go back in time and have you share your first really special car, maybe a memory you have of that vehicle. Sure. Well, the first special car I could call off the bat is my 2002 BMW M3 uh, E46 model. Nice. Uh, that's a, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a very special car and one of those cars I was able to just walk into the dealership and just purchase. And the uh, sales guy is, I, I always always used to go up there and daydream. It's like, man, I've <laughs> You were one, one of those, those tire so. kickers. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'd get the feel for what kind of pricing I could get on the vehicle and sales guys, he kind of took me under his arm. He's like, come sit in your dream car. You know, you'll, you'll buy this one day. <laughs> oh, I was gosh. like, really? You think so? And came back maybe a year or so later and smart guy yeah he was cultivating future business oh yeah absolutely but, yeah. yeah i still still have that car today and it's one of my toys you know get to drive every once in a while besides the beautiful press cars that i get all the time yeah you know i'll tell our listeners that when i met malcolm uh, we found out we both have basically the same car yeah. i've got an e46 yeah. m3 silver on red you've got the same, yep, thing. same thing so uh yep. yeah we're both driving the same ride so we share our passion for german cars for sure great all-around cars those m3s for sure i was at the bmw dealership this week getting some oil for my car, my wife's car, my son's <laughs> car. We all have BMWs. And uh, they had a new M3 sitting on the floor in that wonderful new, uh, I think it's Estrel Blue. It's a kind of a, right. a light blue color. It's just, oh, I like that. That's <laughs> nice. But uh, I think I'll just stick with my E46 for now. It's a great, great car. Oh, yeah. Well, how about the old seller's remorse story? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Yeah, I think in, in growing my family, I had a, uh, got a, Actually, I bought this brand new, a uh, 2001 Toyota Celica GTS six-speed, old uh, front-wheel drive. Kind of sporty at the time. Toyota's not very sporty right now, but that was kind of the last of the sportiness they had besides the Supra. Had that for a while and racked up a bunch of miles on it. Yeah, I traded it in on a Nissan Altima one day. And <laughs> what? <laughs> my wife was pregnant, and yeah, this car's impractical for this, and I'll just get rid of it and get something else. That's kind of kind of regretting in a way because I see these cars rolling around and they're they're not in very good shape. Like, man, I would have kept 
kept mine up. Yeah. Mine would not look that bad. So, but um, it was just a fun car. I enjoyed. I I think because me and my wife dated for me driving that car and. Yeah, memories. So many miles on. Yeah, a lot of lot of memories. A lot of memories. You just travel all over the place. You just jump in the car and go somewhere, and that was the car. I kind of kind of missed that. Yeah, well, we all have those, so don't feel too bad. (laughs) (laughs) We all have them, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your website, what you're doing. What has you really excited and fired up today and for the future? My automotivatics car show is what I'm kind of excited about. No one knows this yet. Okay, well, we're gonna get a cool scoop here. So nice. Yeah, this is pretty pretty amazing that um our event's grown so much and we've outgrown the location we're in and the location we've been in's really really been great to us. It's the the local paper, the Florida Times Union parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's about seven hundred cars or so, but uh we've actually outgrown that and uh we're looking for a new location. We're um gonna be moving and um December is gonna be our last month at this location, mm-hmm. December twenty sixteen. And uh for January we're hoping to get a location downtown somewhere. We're working with the city of Jacksonville. So uh, hopefully I can make that announcement of where our new location is very soon oh cool but still in talks and no one knows that we're actually looking for a new place right now now they do now now they know now they know (laughs) yeah so it's it's pretty exciting and i'm really looking forward to where we land and something that the city can support and the event to grow from there nice well congratulations on the the expansion and and how well it's gone that's really great Uh, awesome job now here's a very introspective question for you if you were a car what kind of car would malcolm be and why (laughs) <laughs> there, there's a lot I could choose from. I think the first one that might come to mind. There's probably a little backstory to this, but uh, I think I, I don't like to limit myself. I'm a, I'm a big guy and tall. I try not to be too flashy, but I do kind of gain respect from people when I talk. Kind of demanded. So that would be like a Porsche Cayenne, I think. Okay, so, yeah. SUV. I uh-huh. know it's odd. Not, <laughs> not a sports car, but it, it derived from a sports car brand, of course. Oh yeah. Maybe like the GTS model or, you know, Ooh. probably not the turbo. You know, I'm, I'm reserved. Uh-huh. Not the fastest person, but I'm not the slowest. So <laughs> I like that. Well, you thought that through. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I like to get from that. So very, yeah. And you are the first Cayenne. So, uh, very, <laughs> you're very unique as well. So that's a nice one. Well, Malcolm, yeah. up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah. Sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory, 
to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Malcolm, we're back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I'd say when you when you buy a car, buy something that you want, something you're you're 100 percent sure of. That, uh, you yeah. know, don't don't ever settle for anything, and get get the loaded version. You know, you know, not not saying go broke in doing it, but get something you really want and really love. Yeah, you know, and I always tell people because you never know, you might be stuck with that car longer than you think. Exactly. Go through another major recession or something like that, and you're not really in a position where you feel comfortable spending money on a new car. You may have that thing more than four or five years. You may have it 10 years. You might even have it longer. So, yeah, get something you really like, something you really enjoy. Uh, Don't settle, but definitely don't break the bank and don't go in over your head financially. That would be silly for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Sure. Uh, in, in every task I, you know, set out to do, I make sure I thoroughly complete it, you know, and not move on to anything else until that's completed. Take one thing at a time, person. That's my best advice I can give. That plays into something. The word focus, which is an acronym for yes. follow one course until successful. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Just stay on t- on tact, stay on course, and make sure you finish the job. Don't leave it half done. So. Nice. How about a resource? I know there's a lot of great resources out there, including your website, which is awesome. But is there a resource you'd like to share with our listeners? Besides my site, automotiveaddicts.com, which is, you know, a lot of exclusive test wrap reviews on there. And my, my, my thing to younger folks would be do some hardcore research. You know, just don't surf the Internet. You know, go pick up some books and do some um, automotive history and re- read about, you know, the founding you know, folks of the automotive world and learning the history takes you a long way as far as respecting what's going on today. And we're living in a new golden automotive age. And, you know, I, th- I think, you know, doing that research will make you respect, you know, what we have today and appreciate it more. You know, it's really wonderful advice in so many aspects is, yeah, do your homework. And, you know, this social media age we live in, things flash before our eyes and we just take them as gospel or we take them as truth. And so right. many times people will put things out there and you look at it and Go do some research. Learn on your own. Right. If that's real, if it's actual, if it's factual. And when it comes to cars, go drive them. Go to a yep. dealership. Drive a car. Don't, you know, it's good to listen to people like Malcolm and other people, but go out and experience it because so many people I know have loved a car, lusted after a car for years. And when they finally get to drive one, it either goes beyond their expectations or it's a really 
really big letdown. <laughs> or like, oh, this isn't any good at all. Or I don't fit yeah, in this yeah. car right. My body's not right for this car. So, I mean, if I could add, Mark, I mean, in regards to, you know, the social culture age, like you just said, you know, a lot of our younger folks, the new generation, you know, some of them can care less about vehicles and, you know, they have no interest whatsoever until they have to actually get their license, you know, and drive right. a car. And then that's kind of when they're semi-interested. But right. otherwise, it's all about Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram and stuff right. like that. But they could kind of care less. And hopefully that passion isn't lost. And I realized 20 years ago, car shows were kind of like a dying breed and you know now that those things are thriving right now but i'm afraid the new generation that comes along is kind of getting lost in translation in in a way yeah i guess i should i could probably do a whole show on that one you know it's (laughs) it's a little bit depressing for me as well but there are some young folks that are interested there's a couple colleges like mcpherson which focuses on careers in those industries which is great and so for those young people that are interested i always tell people this if you're an older person and you know there's a young kid on your street, ask him if you want to go to a car show with him. You know, take him to a car show. Take him to a Cars and Coffee. Take him to a Concord. Yep. Take him to a race. You may spark something that could create a whole lifelong career path for a young person that if their parents aren't into cars, maybe they never have that opportunity. Yeah. But buy him a Matchbox, for goodness sake. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or a Hot Wheels, I guess. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Start that passion. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure, yeah. I actually just picked up one... Um Hard one to find is uh, Design and Destiny. Um, it's the making of the Tucker automobile. Ah, um, okay. And uh, kind of, kind of, this kind of brings me home to when I wanted to be a car designer. You know, as far as the older aspects of what went into car design, the intricacies of those, and it's it's pretty deep as far as you know the what all goes into developing and research and developing and then design of a vehicle. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot there, and even back then, the late '40s and '50s, there was a lot involved in creating an automobile from scratch. But nowadays, oh, yeah. we have technology surrounding that. But this this book is pretty interesting. I'm hopefully going to finish it up here soon. But I've I've learned a lot actually. Well, uh, it's a nice reference, and I'll let you know if you don't know. I had. Preston Tucker's grandson on the show here, Sean Tucker. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. And he was referred to me by Rob Ida, who's an incredibly talented builder of cars. And he's actually building the first Tucker Torpedo. Right. And they're actually building one that was never built. They're taking the old drawings. They're trying to reinvent things because there were no complete drawings for that car. And so Rob's building the first Tucker Torpedo. Um, wow. Really talented guy. So those are two great past cars, yeah, I guess, that uh, listeners out there and you, Malcolm, might want to go back and listen to. So Oh, yeah. Great That's stories. Great. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources that Malcolm's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Malcolm Hogan. Malcolm's last name is spelled H-O-G-A-N. And there's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and the past 629 guest books are listed for a quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost. Today, I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why would you choose that car? Sure. You don't have to reach too deep into your pocket for this one, but it, it <laughs> thanks <you>. nothing <laughs> too old either. But uh, but the, the value of them kind of shot up here lately. It's a the 1993 Toyota Supra Twin Turbo six speed. That's a vehicle I've always wanted, and uh, something I wouldn't mind living with. You know, and is is something I'd keep for the rest of my life. And in regards to that, I think Chris Burr, my buddy, you you uh, interviewed some time ago, and yeah. 
I'm glad I'm glad he referred you to me. He uh he took my other pick, which was a the Toyota 2000 GT. <laughs> well, that's, that's a that, that's an that, expensive that a, car. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit more. You don't have to dig as deep in your pocket for mine. So <laughs> yeah, well, the '93 Toyota Supra twin turbo. Yeah, unique car, nice car. Remember when those cars came out? Pretty darn cool. I even kind of thought about getting one at the time a little bit. I was looking at them, and I was always always been a diehard German car guy, so it was kind of hard for yeah. me to jump into the Japanese market, but uh, you're definitely the first one to pick that car. If you could pick one or two things about the car that you really like, what would they be? Yeah, I think the involvement, the driver involvement. It's a rear-wheel drive car, relatively high horsepower for that time, and you know, you you have to be focused. You you just can't be texting and driving, and that not not that you would text and drive anyway, but well, too many people do. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it's, it's something that demands attention, and especially with yeah. some of the modified versions of it, you know. And if I had one, I'd slightly modify it, but I wouldn't to deviate too far from its stock form. Well, what's kind of cool too is I'm seeing this trend. It's going to be happening at Amelia Island next year. Is is more Japanese cars showing up at car shows yeah. and things. And I think uh, we talked about the younger generation. It, those are cars that younger collectors can actually afford and get involved with, like 240Zs and, and other cars from that era. So it's nice to see those coming back around. Um, a lot of those older cars have rusted away, and they were used as everyday cars, so there's not many of them around. But uh, there's a growing trend, I know, in Los Angeles alone, maybe down in your area as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the Japanese car movement's big it's coming back and like you said um the million concord elegance is going to have some nice stuff and you know fortunate to work with my buddy chris brewer in that and, and doing the uh, cars and coffee part of the show nice oh we nice. hit that up and this is going to be some amazing stuff he's given me a few tidbits that i can't share and he's he's probably shared a few too many but but uh <laughs> this is going to be some really nice stuff i mean some of the you know dots and five tens and stuff like that and you know, those know. might show up and it's like all kinds of stuff i mean and and that's you know more automotive history that that's kind of been lost in translation with you know our next generation and mm-hmm. some of the older japanese vehicles because you know not too many were imported over here at the time and if you're a world traveler, you see some stuff and you're like, wow, what is that? And, you know, you'd sit down and do your research and you'll find out. And cars, you know, the predecessors of, of those of past. And it's, it's really amazing how all the dots connect with, you know, Japanese history and how it's in a part of American history. Well, and of course, the founder of Amelia Island, Bill Warner, has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, actually, he's been a two-time guest. I just had him on the show with Tom Cotter. They just oh, great. published a wonderful book about Cuba's car culture, which yes. uh, is pretty cool as well. So uh, nice stuff. Well, Malcolm, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your car journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Toyota Supra? Sure. You know, I'll probably go back to my quote um, as far as, you know, time being of the essence. And, you know, I try to counsel some young folks, you know, if they see an opportunity, you know, that's not going to hurt somebody or kill anybody. And I say, go ahead and take it. Don't wait around. And I see too many people just having regrets in life and with opportunities presenting themselves in today's age. There's so many resources out there with technology and the Internet. You know, there's no sense in just sitting around and wasting away. And we all have won the lottery in this, you know, thing we call life. And that in itself, I just give my advice to make each day count. Right. Yeah, don't take it for granted. And you're right, yeah. especially living in this great country we live in. We have won Absolutely. the lottery. I mean, we are yep. so fortunate. So take that chance. Do what you need to do. You talk to anybody who's at the end of their life, and what they will all tell you is they regret what they didn't do. So right. get out there and do it. Take Malcolm's advice. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Sure. Um, just stop my site, of course, automotiveaddicts.com and on social media, a little bit of my, um, Twitter feed, um, 
the Auto Addicts at Auto Addicts for okay. Twitter, and um, of course Facebook. Of course, you can find find me on there. Just yeah. enter my name, and I'll pop up there. It'll pop up, cool. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these great links on Malcolm's show notes page at carsyad.com slash Malcolm Hogan. Just type Malcolm in the search bar, and his page will pop up. And I encourage you to check out what he's doing. I think you're going to be really excited. And if you're down there in the Jacksonville area, check him out. Check out his uh, Cars and Coffee events. I think you're going to be excited with those as well. Malcolm, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.